Hello, welcome back to Restaurant Planet Podcast with me, your host, Jack Cole. So today, I've got a very special guest joining us from Makushi in rural Zambia. We have Dexter Chilunda, who is a game ranger, who can tell us a little bit about his life um, growing up, uh, you know, working in conservation, some of the perils and dangers that he's faced. So, Dexter, welcome. Thank you so much for your time. And if you could start by telling us about your family background, um, including your, your father. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jack, and uh, thanks for having me here, and hello to everyone out there. So, I am Dexter Chilunda, um, born in 1997 on, on the 3rd of June. Um, so, I come from um, a family of um, uh, seven. So, I have, um, I have four brothers and um, four sisters. And I happened to be the second uh, in the family. Yeah, so it all began in a national park where my father was first deployed, you know, and um, where he started his, his first um, appointment. So he, he started there in, in the year 1992. He trained, he trained, it took about two years. It was a bit harder, I, I assume. Um, so yeah, he was he was pretty an amazing ranger, and I grew up, I grew up watching him doing a lot of work, you know, bringing in bad people as in poachers, and everyone kind of did the illegal kind of uh, wildlife trade. He brought him to book, he brought justice, he, he fought for what was right, and at the end of the day, I I became this person that wanted to just, you know, do what he did. And at the end of the day, I found myself walking his, in his footsteps. And did, did I realize that I would end up working like the way he did? So, yeah, um, it's, it's been it's been an amazing journey. And Lex, if you wouldn't mind, what, what happened to your father? Yeah, so... Before before I joined as a ranger, he, it was in the year twenty fourteen. He was he was spearheading um, an and approaching you know group which was conducting you know operations um, for you know um, the usual and fortune team. Um, he was he was in Liwa then in a in a town called Kalawo, and by then. Uh, even up to now, the park is managed by an organization, African Parks, in, in conjunction with the Department of National Parks and Wildlife. So I was at school and, you know, thinking everything is, is okay at home. I mean, I, I saw a few people from his work and they picked me over, took me home, and um, a few hours later on, they were, I was told that we had lost that that um, he, he passed away after he got shot by torches. Yeah, so it was pretty sad, just a sad development. I, I couldn't believe it because um, he was, he was my own, he was my own, all, yeah, he was, it was everything to me. Well, of course, and um, so as you mentioned, that, that inspired you to then become a, to become a game ranger. So tell me how, 
how that happened, how that process unfolded. Yeah, so ever since I lost him, I feel like that was the beginning of my chapter. I was like, I felt like I should carry on with his journey. I feel like I should do more with what he started it. And, and I wanted to finish what he started. You know, uh, all I wanted was obviously to become as good as he was and maybe I may be a better ranger than, than he was. Um, so after I completed my senior high, I, I got recruited, I applied for an internship with the very organization, African Parks. They took me in, they took me a lot, you know, operations, how park management runs and everything about tourism. And yeah, so I got my tech and I decided to go for, um, you know, operations, which has to do with um, what game rangers do. So I felt that was my my journey. And I I got to go for trainings as, as usual. So the course goes for about six months and you get to learn about surgery skills, um, um, first aid, you know, in case you have casualties, you, you got to know how to handle such situation out there. You know, lessons like navigation, just common, common, um, um, you know, skills that you need on the ground. And as well as um, the mammalogy part, the conservation part, you got to understand the biodiversity and how it works. So you get exposed both dangerous animals and you know the non-dangerous animals. So you got to, they get to train you and prepare you for everything ahead. What are some of the, the types of, of different wildlife that you protect and encounter? Um, particularly in Zambia, we have about um, over nineteen parks now. If, if I'm not mistaken, we have about 20 now, yeah. So we have different kinds of species in each, in each and every park. There are some parks that have similar species and some don't. So mostly that, that we protect, we protect, animals and in like you know labels and you know, security we have the black rhinos in and in, in Livingston Zambia we also have the black rhinos so we have like a special team of rangers that's on the ground that you know make sure that the rhinos are safe and in other parks there of course you know ivory is like on on the market too much demand of ivory so there's a poacher that just can get to target a lot of ivory out there. So people like protects the endangered species, you know, and animals like rhinos I've mentioned, the elephant, yeah, and as well as the cats, like lions, um, uh, the leopard and, and the big five as well. Big five, wow. Big five. Yeah. So you've mentioned consist of leopard, the leopard the lion, you know, the buffalo, the elephant, um, 
bin ich in Ross. Ja, ja. Probably I've just just skipped out my mind. But yeah, the goods, the yeah. of some of the big five animals are really highly protected. So what is a daily uh, routine that you might have, including some of the dangers that you might face while out on patrol and doing your job? Well, when you're out there, you leave your house, you tuck in your boots and put on a uniform. It's not a guarantee that you'll be back home because of dangers out there. Lots of dangerous snakes, you know. We have the black mambas out there. We have snakes like the boomslands, um, snakes like the pythons. So not only that, dangerous animals, I mentioned the elephant, um, animals like um, aquatic ones, you know, the crocodiles, um, the hippopotamus, which has, you know, a very high rate of, you know, kills in Africa. So, in, within a snap of a second, it can turn out sideways over situations of big ranges being hit by buffaloes. You know, just two years ago, I, I lost a friend. He got he got stamped stamped by an elephant when when he took out a few a few tourists. I believe it was a school trip. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so, is it common for? Uh, game rangers um, to be to be hurt and 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 killed. Is that, is that common in Zambia? Well, it doesn't happen often, often, but does happen like, after a few, you know, maybe years, months. It is something that we always expect. So the very animals that we get to protect don't know the reason why we're there. Okay, they won't understand why they're to protect them. So you may encounter a very dangerous or wounded animal and end up, you know, taking away one of the ranges. And um, like I've said, I'm one of one of the people that they got through with my father from poaches. So it's not just the poaches, maybe the animals. Yeah, sometimes it may be, you know, um, a situation is just just so many situations that happen to that the dangerous animal or the poacher. So lately we have we have been very we are, we are very worked on the weaknesses and you know we've been having a lot of you know um, trainings and how best we can avoid you know as much casualties as, as possible. Well sense. Well um Okay, so tell tell us about the uh, the situation with poaching in Zambia. Is it extensive? Uh, the numbers are they well organized? What is the, the overall uh, um, situation? The statistical records sometimes may go up and high, and sometimes you know it's just constant, depending on how work is effective, how effective rangers' work is on the ground. How many experiments are there on the ground? How many arrests that have been there? So it's not just about us doing the work. We also have other departments that work uh, in conjunction with us. So like, we do have uh, the CBNRN team, which is the Community uh, Natural Resource Boards that 
go out there and sensitize you know local indigenous people about the importance of uh, wildlife and what benefits that they will have at the end of it. So with that being made uh, of late, it's, it's like a win for all of us. So, you know, um, like I've mentioned, we have like a few cooperative partners that have come in. I mentioned a few like Farm Fab, Zorto Society, African Parks, and Conservation Laws and Busy. So basically when they hit, they'll go for the local people. And that's them being getting employed and, you know, once they're picked, it kind of minimizes um, the rates, the issues of the local people trying to go out there and, you know, um, do the illegal poaching. So um, there are times when poaching goes high. It may be, you know, as, as a result of, you know, climate change sometimes. There's, there hasn't been a lot of harvest out there, like, you know, crops and everything. So as, at times, the local people try and go for, you know, the legal portion of meat. So as in, as they can get source of food and everything. But for main purposes, other portions will just go there, you know, just traction. You have lots of elephants gone down and just take out the ivory, you know, sell. Tell us about some of the encounters you've had with poachers. Well, have a few encounters. The way and as as deadly as uh, obviously as my father's situation, and I've I've had like um, five success out of seven. I got I got successful and apprehended them well, and um, we were brought to book and. Um, they got they got sent. Um, some of them now I believe are still seven. All right, yes, that's good. Excellent. And do you feel that your organization is well resourced? That you have what you need to to do your job effectively? Yeah. Um, the government is really doing a lot. So where other parks that are really large, they take a fully national park, the biggest national park that happens on there. It's very huge, so um, there is there has been the need of a lot of manpower and a lot of resources. So you know sometimes the government you know gets overstretched. So that's why we have the co co cooperative partners coming in and giving giving a hand on you know um, equipment like vehicles, uh, firearms, manpower, more trainings of of arranges more trainings of uh, um, extension officers to do the sensitization. And that just makes it easier, you know, to, to manage and conserve wildlife. And Daxi, you've now been a game ranger for six years. How have things changed in that time? And how would you like to see things change in the coming years? Well, when I first started, it was you know, it is a bit um, unlikely the way things are now, because with, you know, years as years go by, we've got more technology and, um, you know, um, so, but then I, I believe we were just using um, the GPSs for navigation and everything. 
So now we've got like lots of devices coming in and you know if you heard of these the devices that are coming that help with you know they sorry there's lots of laws coming in you said lots of um um like devices like other device new advanced devices that are being used oh the technology yeah technology. Oh, okay right so then it was just a gps like i mentioned but now we have the cyber truck which monitors virtually everything you can take pictures of an incident you can you know track of of, of the time you started off your operation what what are you doing now you add notes and everything how are the water points in that area how what are the game numbers and you know such information can be used to to be referred for you know future operations and, and the like so you know back then would go for an operation and literally no much support but now would you know things like helicopters coming in drones and that's just making work more easy and effective so you know a few years ago and actually i think that was two years ago actually that was 2021 we had the british army coming in and um we we got to you know have Quad seven, quad, quad five, quad six, quad seven. So they have been here like since 20, 2020, uh, late 2020, mid 2021, and late 2022. So they have been have they have been with us like three years. So they've been teaching us now we can amplify and you know um, improve our operation tactics and what what we can work on our weaknesses. And that has that has really helped, I believe. And if if I was going to recommend like them them coming and obviously like them visiting every after two or three years, that would be ideal because the knowledge I have now it's way more more important than the knowledge I had years ago. So that that has really helped out. Yeah. Finally, Dexter, what message would you like to share with our audience? Well, conservation is is not just about us, okay? Um, I believe for us to fight this battle of really war, freedom of our life, it has to come with each and everyone. Like, all of us have to pray a lot, okay? We were really going to achieve a lot at the end of the, at the end of the day it's not just you know zambia africa but you know the whole world because um wildlife is is something really important you know we share a lot as humans and you know the the world it's like we kind of link so i'll i'll, I'll give an example if we did much protection back then Obviously, our, our forefathers didn't do much job because if they did, we'd be seeing dinosaurs right now. So I feel the same thing can happen if we're not too careful. Um, future generations may never get to see how an elephant really is, um, how a bright rhino really looks like. So they will get to have, you know, um, just stories, images, and and you know. So I feel if. If, if we work together, conserve wildlife, and 
it will it will really it will really help in in you know just for heritage part the cultural part and the, it will gonna make a very good world world for both both of us the the, the current generation and the future generation to come and um I feel I feel we're going to make um yeah. we're going to leave a good footprint on Earth than we found it I feel I feel that's the way Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me.